0: I'm glad to be home, glad to be in a church where I can feel the presence of the Lord. When We were worshiping a little while ago, and the presence of God began to move in this place. I thought, you know, how many people have missed that in life? They go to church, but they have never really felt the touch of God. they It's just a function. It's like being a Republican or a Democrat or Uh, libertarian whatever you want to call yourself it's just something they do it's not what they are and yet when we came into this place and the presence of the Lord began to move what a powerful refreshing uplifting of the soul I don't care who you are you cannot stand in that kind of atmosphere and not feel hope You can't be here and not feel something lift your spirit and say, you know what, God's good. He's in control. Things are going to work out. Amen. God's on my side. He's for me. He's not against me. And I am am so thankful for the presence of the Lord that is in this place today. I have been thinking over the last few days of the loss of Sister Madden and the generation that she represents or represented, uh, there are not many of those that are left. And they carried such uh, an important load and they did so many unseen things in our church. I don't know of anybody that really prayed more for our church than Sister Madden did. One of the things that Lori told me when I was visiting before we left town is that she remembers as just a small child. Her bedroom was next to her mother's bedroom, her mother and dad's. And she said, I don't know, I guess my mother's prayer place was her closet because that was what was next to my room. And she said, many mornings I was awakened to hear my mother's voice on the other side of that wall. And she said, I would lay in bed until I heard her call my name. And when she called my name, I knew everything was going to be all right and I would get up. Folks, somebody's got to take that mantle. Somebody's got to step up and say, you know what? I want to feel toward the church and toward my family and toward the people around me the way these, uh, these that have passed on feel. And I'm not saying that you don't, but I do believe there is a missing element in our world right now. And uh, we may think we can get along without it, but We cannot. I I shudder to think what the church would be if it were left in the hands of some people today. Uh, Because church to them doesn't matter. If they're here or they're not here. If they do it or they don't do it. But church was never an option. It was my life. And so it's what, what you did. And I want to keep it that way. Amen. Thank you for your great love. And thank you for loving me and my wife and our family and giving us an opportunity to get away. And so, <clears throat> glad to be home, and I'm thankful to feel the presence of the Lord. If you would, stand one more time in honor of the Word of the Lord. And I, I will not be lengthy today, not because I don't have anything to say. I've got a Bible full of sermon notes, but they really they don't mean anything unless the Lord is in them. And I'm certainly not interested in uh, just preaching a sermon to you. But I do want to take you to the book of Psalms, the 87th chapter. Psalms chapter 87. And I am going to read a couple of verses in this particular chapter, Psalms 87. Verse 6 and verse 7. The writer said, The Lord shall count when he rideth up the people that this man was born there. Selah. That means pause and consider what has been said. The Lord shall count. Everybody say, The Lord shall count. It doesn't matter what Hollywood says. It doesn't matter what your neighbor says. What's going to matter is what God says. And the Bible said that he shall count when he rideth up the people or when he makes a census of the people. That this man was born there. As well the singers, as the players on instruments shall be there, and all my springs are in thee. My source of life is in the Lord. I want to talk to you for just a few moments this morning from the subject, what really counts. What really counts. And everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. For many people, life is just one big happy playground. For them, it is nothing but one celebration after another. There is no thought generally in the mind of the world in which we live of judgment or eternity or heaven or God forbid hell. I don't even know how many people even believe in a place like that anymore. The Bible says it is a place. the world has gone mad with pleasure, and we are well aware of that. We're well aware that there seems to be no consideration of these facts hebrews nine twenty seven it is "...appointed unto man once to die, and after this the judgment." Romans 14 and 12, "...so then every one of us," say every one of us, "...every one of us shall give account of himself to God." Revelation 20 and 12, He said, "...I saw the dead, small and great, stand before the Lord." And the books were opened. Revelation 20 and 15 said, And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. There are not many who consider those verses in the day in which we live. But I want to remind you this morning, church, that there is an hour of divine reckoning that is coming. There is an hour that is going to come when the record books will be taken out. And there is a record that is being kept this morning. Identification will be made. I will be numbered. I will be known. And the sum and substance of my life being here on this earth has been placed on file even as I am speaking to you this morning. My record is being kept. There are eternal values at stake this morning. And there are eternal values that decide who is man and who is woman. It doesn't matter what earthly polls say. It doesn't matter what Hollywood or Broadway or Madison Avenue standards. They will not suffice in that day. Wall Street's ratings will not be a matter of concern on that day. The only thing that will matter is what God says. And God will speak what your record reflects. Amen. Nobody's going to be lost because of a mean, bad God. If anybody is lost, they will be lost because... They chose to be lost. They will not be saved because they chose to not be saved. We like to make God into a villain. And when bad things happen, we want to blame him. Well, if he's such a good God, why did he let these bad things happen? God did not let them happen. They do happen, though. He was not the author of them. He is just the recorder of those things that are going on. And the Bible says that the Lord will count. And his counting is all that's going to matter. It doesn't matter that you think I'm a good person. It doesn't matter even that my wife loves me and my children love me. It doesn't matter that I even feel like that I am a good person In my own, it doesn't matter that others call me a good man or a good father. What really counts and the only opinion that will really matter will be his. When he counts and he's going to count, the Bible tells us that he will. And so with that in mind, with the fact that God is going to count, And he is going to reckon from the books upon my life. This is what I'd like to share with you this morning. There are some things that I would like the Lord to be able to say about me. Number one, I would like for him to write down that I have been born again in this place. That I have not left my salvation to chance. I have not left it to whim. I have not left it to someday in the future. But I have settled that record. It doesn't matter that you think I'm a good man or a good person. It doesn't matter that, that others feel that way toward me. I don't want any guesswork when it comes to my eternity. I want to settle that matter with God. I want to settle my eternity with him. I'm, I'm proud to be called a member of Greater Life Church. And somewhere back in my office, I have a certificate of when I was baptized. And somewhere in the office, there are certificates of the different credentials that I have held in this organization that I am a part of. I have a marriage license and it is on file and my church attendance and my participation is a matter of record and my contributions are on record. But none of those things will matter on that day. On the other side, the only thing that was going to matter is if he was born in this place. The only thing that will matter is what is my relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's all that's going to matter. And to be saved, I have to be exposed to Calvary and the work of the cross and the blood and forgiveness and repentance and baptism and the Holy Ghost in my life. I've got to be in, uh, involved in all of that. Not church furniture, not church attendance, not a church building, not church fixtures. But I need my soul to be born again. I am not right just because I joined something. I am not right just because my name is on the record of this church. I am right because I have been born again of the water and of the spirit. And his power working in me is producing a change that will be for eternity. I want the Lord to say... This man was born there. Amen. This man was born there. The Lord knows who is born here. He knows who is born here. And you cannot fool God. You may fool me. And you may fool your wife or your husband. Or you may fool your friends. But you're not going to fool him. He knows who has been born And the only thing that really matters, folks, is the new birth. Marvel not, he said, what I say unto you, that you must be born again. It is not an option. It is a necessity. And so when he counts, I want my name to be counted as one of those who has been born again. And born again in this place. Amen. Somebody say, I want him to count me as one of them. The second thing that I want him to count, I would like for him to write down that I have been obedient to his will. That I have not been perfect. That I have not been without thought. But I am striving. I want to be obedient in eternity. Let me tell you that all that will matter Did you or did you not live the way that he wanted you to live? That's as simple as it is. Am I doing his will? Is he really Lord of my life? It's one thing to be saved. It's another thing to live saved. Salvation means service. Jesus said, lo, I come to do the will of God Nevertheless, not as I will, but thy will be done. Living a surrendered life is really the only way to live. Romans 12 and 2 said, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. Too many people want to serve God, but on their own terms. They want to serve God, but do it their way. I was appalled to hear a prominent Preacher's wife stand in her pulpit a few weeks ago and declare that we've been wrong about church. We've been wrong about worship. That worship is not about God. Worship is about us. And if we feel good about ourselves, then that makes God happy. Folks, I want to tell you what, that is the most perverted lie that could come out of anybody's lips. I don't care who they are. Church is not about us. It's about him. It always has been and it always will be. And I'm not here to get my way. I'm here for him to have his way. And when I learn that, life becomes a whole lot simpler. When I learn that it doesn't matter what I want, it matters what he wants because he really wants the best for my life. How many of you parents have had children that wanted things in life and they wanted it so bad they'd do anything to get it? They'd cry, scream, throw temper tantrums, fall down on the floor but you refused to give it to them because you knew it wasn't good for them. Now who has the most wisdom in that? Who is the right one to hold out and say no we're not doing that? You look you say, you mean dirty old mother. You mean dirty old daddy. You mean you're not going to give your child that poison so they can, they want it. Why not give it to them? Because you have a lot more understanding about life than they do. And you know what they don't know. And so when it comes to my life, I don't want to be so blinded by my selfishness and my self-centeredness and my carnality to think that what i want is really the best i want to know god what is your will for my life what have you designed for me to do what have you planned for my life when i know his will i know life at its very best you see we've got a misunderstanding we think that that's, that that's prison that that is uh that that's some kind of restricted life it's not restriction it's freedom it's, it's power. There's no power generated by a river that's a mile wide and an inch deep. But when you channel that river into a depth and you bring the borders in, you now generate power that can turn electrical engines and produce power for others. And so it is with my life. I'm not living the best life when I'm just doing anything and everything I want to do. I'm not living the best life when I can thumb my nose to the law and say there's no rule for me. I can do whatever I want to do and please myself. I only come to the power of a good life when I realize that the only one that knows the best about me is the creator of my life. And he's the one that built me. He's the one that designed me. He knows how to make this thing work best. And I am always a lot better off when I submit to him than when I don't. And I want him to say he was obedient. I don't want him to say he was smart or witty. I want, I'd like to be all that good looking. Rich, famous, but I do want him to say he was he was obedient to my will. I want him to write down about my life that he did what I wanted him to do. And in doing that, I gave him the best life. He chose my interest above the interest of this world. God, when you're counting, let it be counted that I have been obedient When you count God, I would like for you to count and write down that I reflected your character to this world. That my life was a witness of your love and your mercy and your grace and your peace. That I was different. Not goofy or weird, but I was different. That I was not interested in what others thought of me as much as what you thought about me. Not interested as much in what you feel about me as how he feels. That my record reflected good things. I don't want to meet God and have on my record that I was more influenced by the world's opinion of me than God's opinion of me. Amen. I want God to see in me a reflection of him. My life must... Back up my profession. I want, to be, I want it to be recorded that my life reflected His character. That He lived in me and He lived what He preached. I want my master to write it down that I am doing the best I can for Him. Amen. I want it to be counted that I have reflected His character, His spirit. I want him to write down that I was faithful. Amen. That I was faithful. When I thought about Sister Madden yesterday in the funeral service, I, 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 I know that in the last few years of her life, things were not as they would want, but I do not remember the Madden brother and Sister Madden, ever missing church unless there was a health problem. I don't care how bad the weather was. I don't care even when they couldn't see well. They may have been a danger to somebody else, but they came to church. Amen. They made it whatever it took. And I I am so thankful for that. And I thought, God, if you write down anything about me, there might be a lot of other things people say, but I want you to say he was faithful. He was faithful. He did not compromise. I want him to say that in an hour when many things were being discarded, he remained true to what was true. He remained true to the Word of God. He remained true to the will of God. I want the record to reveal that I was faithful to his Word. I don't ever want to take this Word for granted, but I certainly don't want to take it and mishandle it. I don't want to take something out of this and twist it around to fit my warped thinking and try to use it to justify what I'm doing. I want the word to work me over, not me work the word over. And there's a lot of massaging and manipulating of this word today because it's countercultural, it doesn't fit in the world in which we live right now. Thou shalt not just doesn't jive with how people feel about life anymore. Who's going to tell me what to do? So we try to, we get this word and we work on it and we massage it. And what happens is what was said a few weeks ago when somebody gets up and said that that worship is not about God, it's about us. It's about us feeling good about ourselves. It's about us thinking good about ourselves. That's not what this book says. This book says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. (laughs) Amen. I don't want to get lost in that, but I'm, I, I, I want to be true to this word. It may not be something that I like, but I want, to, I want to take it anyway. Because this is what I've discovered. It may be bitter at the beginning, but it's sweet in the end. I want to tell you this. I have never regretted saying yes to God, but I have regretted many times telling him no. Or not telling him no. Just not doing what he wanted me to do. But I have never regretted ever saying yes. I have never regretted submitting myself to God. I have not had a lesser life. Because I chose to not do some things. So that I could live for him. I I don't feel like I have been cheated in life. I don't feel like I have lost anything. I, I don't feel like I missed anything by not getting drunk are getting high. I don't feel like I missed anything about throwing up all over yourself and waking up in the morning wondering who in the world you are or where you're at. I don't think I missed anything in that. I don't even know what's fun about that. I don't even know what makes sense about that. And yet our world has gone crazy thinking that that's a way to live. Hear me. Hear me. The Word of God said there's a higher level And God is counting. And when he counts, I want him to count that that man stayed faithful to my word. He stayed faithful to my word. He stayed faithful to the church. And he stayed faithful to his people. I want the eternal record to show that I believe the word and that I live the word. Amen. I know a lot of people that know the word, but they don't believe it. Because if they believed it, they would change the way they live. I want the record to show that I supported the church with my life, my offerings, my gifts. I want, it, I want the record to show that I was faithful in every way that I could be. Because he has been faithful to me. Amen. I don't want the work to be neglected while I party my life away. I want him to count If the church were to be left in my hands today, would it continue to exist? Is a good question to stop and ask yourself from time to time. I would want it to be recorded that he was faithful to his pastor. Amen. Nobody that I miss any more than my pastor. I told Jan yesterday, I think about him every day. Many times during the day, I wish I could get my phone and call Brother Kilgore and say, can you meet me for a cup of coffee? I want to be faithful to my pastor. I want to encourage that man that God has put in my life to help me. Amen. I want to encourage that man that has been put there to help me. And I want to hold up the hands that the work would go well. That he could count on me. and I would be in my place and I would do my duty. You see, church has become an option for a lot of people, not a necessity. It has become just something that they do. But my Bible says it is required of stewards to be found faithful. I want to be counted faithful. Amen. I don't have to be counted as talented. I don't have to be counted as popular. I don't have to be counted as successful. I don't have to be counted as gifted. But if God will just say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, that's all that's going to (laughs) matter. Oh God, help me to be faithful. Praise God. Help me. Let it be recorded that he was faithful. That he kept the faith. And the faith that he kept, kept him. Amen. Amen. The faith that you keep will keep you. I wanted to be counted that I was faithful. Amen. I would like for him to write down that I was not only faithful, but I was one who did my best to reach the lost. Amen. I want him to count that I was a soul winner. That I would not forget that the altar is still the most important place in this building. Not the choir. Not the offering. Not the music. Not all of the other things that go on in the service. But the altar. This is where it really matters. This is where eternal things are settled. This is where my life can be directed in the right way. So the altar has always got to be the most important place in my life. And if I am good, if I make it, it's only going to be because I stayed close to an altar. Amen. How many times have I fallen in life and how many times have I failed, but I've made it to an altar and laid there, before God and I have poured my heart out to him and through the cleansing power of his love and forgiveness he restores and puts me back on my feet and puts me back on my journey. Oh God help me to remember that the altar can never be forgotten in my life and not just for me but for others. I want to help others find how important that altar is. That's why when we have altar time it's not time To get on the phone or text or do whatever else we do sometimes. It's not time to even visit. It's time to come and turn our hearts toward Him. And if we're not in need, find somebody around us that is in need. Because their soul is valuable as well as mine. I want it to be counted that I was faithful. But I want it to be counted even more that I did my best to encourage everybody that I could. I want... To be good in the pulpit. I want to be good when I preach to you. But I would better be known as an altar worker than anything else in the world. That he helped more people at an altar than he did anywhere else in his life. That when it came time for the altar call. When people began to come. There was a ministry that took place. That changed the lives of those that were around him. I want to point somebody to him today. I want to tell you that in a crazy, mixed-up world, Jesus still matters. And he's still the answer to the world. He's still the answer to our problems. The only thing that will count in that day is if somebody will come by and say, Thank you, sir, for telling me about Jesus. Or thank you for helping me at that altar that night. That's going to be worth it all. Amen. Church, the Lord's counting this morning. What do you want Him to count for you? What what do you want Him to write down beside your name? What do you want Him to record of you? Why don't you stand and tell Him right now? God, I want you to record that I have been true to you. I want you to record that I've done my best. I've not been perfect and I've not been without my faults and failures. But I've never quit trying. I never gave up. I never turned my back. I never walked away from you. I never gave up. God, I want you to record that even in the darkest times, I still found a way to praise you. In the darkest moments of my life, I still found a way to lift up your name. In my dark and most lonely hours, I found a way to call upon you and to reach out to you. My only help, my only hope, Is in you and you alone. Hallelujah. 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 What do you want him to count for you? What do you want it said of you? On that day. He was born here. He's one of mine. He's not an imposter. He's not a fake. A sham. But he's genuine. He was born Again, of water and the Spirit. Anybody here wanting to say that about you? Amen. Lord, if I'm away from you today, help me to find my way home. There's some of you here this morning that are not living for God the way you know you could. Why don't you make a commitment to God today? Lord, I want to change. The record. I, I want the record to reflect that on this Sunday morning you spoke to my heart. And I decided what really counts is what you are counting. And I want it to be said that he was born again. Not once but many times over. He was born anew in my, in, in my presence. I, was, I, I found new life and, and I found in his presence joy and peace and love. I want it to be said that I was faithful. Oh yes, faithful. I want to be counted that I was true. Amen. What do you want God to count for you? What, what, What matters is not what I say or what the friend next to you or your spouse says. What matters is what God says. And if there's any question about any of those things, if there's questions about your salvation today, if there's questions about your faithfulness or your consistency or your commitment or any of those other things that may have come to your mind, if there's any question about that, why don't you take a moment and slip out and meet me here at the altar and let's just settle some things today. Let's say to God, God, I I, I want the record to reflect that on Sunday morning, in September, I I, I I made a turnaround. I want the record to show that I did not keep going in my rebellion. Or I did not keep going in my untruthfulness. I, I did not keep going in my unfaithfulness. But I turned. I let my heart be broken again. I, I let my heart be be touched again. I want to renew my commitment to your purpose and your divine will. God, I want you to count me as one of yours. I want you to count me as a son. I want you to count us as your children today, Lord. Oh, come on, let's reach out to him right now. Reach out to him right now. God, let it be said of me that I was faithful.